0: Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the Senior Pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Our theme for the term Grace and Truth. Somebody say Grace and Truth. Grace. Come on, you can do better than that. Grace. grace and Truth. Hallelujah. And the title of my message this morning is The Grace and Heritage. The grace heritage. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 20, verse number 32. Acts, chapter number 20, verse number 32. The Bible says, and now I give you into the care of God and the word of his grace. Here is what blessed me. It's not part of my message, but I just want to give it to you. It blessed me so much. It says, which is able to make. The word of his grace, which is able to make. The word of his grace, which is able to make. So the word of his great, of his grace has got an inherent ability. To make you whatever you are not, if you pay attention to the word of His grace, you can be made what you are not. What you are not, by the word of His grace. So, in other words, in the word, there is the possibility that I can be, I can be made to become what I am not. Hi, this place this blessed my heart. It is able to make. It is able to make you. So in other words, it is able to make me a good husband. It is able to make me a good wife. It is able to make me a good business person. It is able to make me whatever it is that you wish you could become, but it feels as though You can't become what you wish to become. The word of his grace is able to make you. Hallelujah. So it says, which is able to make you strong. So if it is able to make you strong, it can make you a millionaire. It can make you healthy. Eh? Wow. which is able to make you strong and to give you your heritage amongst the saints. Now, heritage is an inheritance. Heritage is a possession. When we talk about heritage, we are talking about inheritance. We are talking about a possession. Hence, it can be, valued objects, it can be qualities such as historical buildings and cultural traditions that have been passed down from a previous generation to a current or in the next generation. Heritage is anything that is passed down from one generation to the next generation. That's what heritage is. Now, there is man's heritage. Man's labor or works can be passed on to the next generation. It can be passed from one generation to the next generation as heritage. Ecclesiastes chapter number 2, verse number 21, the Bible says, For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. Yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. That's what the Bible says. It can be given to the next generation. Also in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3, verse number 22, the Bible says, So I perceived that nothing is better than That of a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his heritage. For who can bring him to see what will happen after him? Also in Ecclesiastes chapter number 5, verse number 18, the Bible says, Here is what I have seen. Here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life which God gives him for it is his heritage. So in other words, anything and everything that God gives to you, you are not sinning when you enjoy it. It is your heritage. Somebody say amen. So now, It is undeniable that there are things that many have done and they produced some form of results. So whenever we take things or we see things from people who have done certain things and somehow can produce some form of results, we must make sure that we don't then take those things as though they are our heritage, even though they are not godly. Because sometimes people can be able to do certain things as they call them their heritage, and they do them and they produce some form of result. which means not anything and everything that produces some form of results, we are supposed to take as though they are also going to work for us. Because we are the children of God, we must make sure that we don't take anything because it produces some form of result, as though it can also be our heritage. Somebody say, "Amen." So it is important that we also don't worship the works of men's hand, because it is their heritage. That's what the Bible says. That the works of their hands, they need to enjoy it because it is their heritage. Even the works of your hands, you need to enjoy them because they are your heritage. However, you need not to worship the works of your hands, nor the works of any other man's hands. Somebody say amen. Because even what God himself gives to us as our heritage, he does not want us to worship those things. So we must not worship any man's heritage as much as we also don't worship the heritage that God gives to us. We don't worship the heritage that God gives to us, but we worship the giver of the heritage. Somebody say, amen, In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 4, verse number 19, the Bible says, And take heed, lest you lift your eyes to heaven. And when you see the sun, and when you see the moon and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all the people. Now, it is important that we realize that every good and perfect gift comes from God. It is God who gives us good and perfect gift. It is God who gives us the gifts, the talents that we can even sometimes begin to worship. That's why then God speaks to us this morning to say, we must not worship what is given to us, but we must worship the giver." Who, who, whom is God himself? Somebody say, "Amen. So God is the ultimate source of that which is good. Anything that is good, whether it has passed down to us by even maybe our heritages, but we need to understand that every good thing comes from God. I said in Pinoni when I was talking to them this morning that even though we are wearing such nice clothes this morning somebody came up with these clothes to say "As as a heritage of this tribe these are the clothes that we are going to wear. It's a good gift we are enjoying it but that person it came from a brain that was given by God the ultimate source of good things. So we need not to worship what other people do or say but we worship the one who says uh, he is the one who gives us all of these good gifts. Somebody say amen. Amen. So everything that we inherit from God is good because he is the bestower of good gifts. He is the bestower of gifts. In the book of James chapter number 1 Verse number 17, the Bible says every good, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the Father of lights. So we cannot receive anything good unless it is given to us by God. So anything that is good that you see, sometimes you can be even tempted to think that you have produced this this good thing for yourself maybe with your own intellect, maybe with your own strength. But I want us to know that everything that is good does not come from us. We are not the source, but God is the source. In the book of John chapter number three, verse number 27, the Bible says, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Hallelujah. So we need to make sure that we don't put our trust in the things that are given, but in, we put our trust in the giver of the things that we have. Because in most cases, when God gives us gifts, when God bestows upon us good gifts, we are often tem- tempted to end up worshiping The gifts. You will see many people who are very much gifted, maybe in skills, maybe uh, in, in, in any form of giftedness, and you will see them beginning to worship the gift and forget about the giver of the gift. There are people, uh, I've been in church, uh, 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 I've been around church long enough, I've been born again for a while now. I've seen so many people uh, leaving God behind, chasing the gift and leaving the giver of the gift behind. Many people making sure that what has been given to them uh, uh, becomes more important than the one who has given them. For an example, there are people who leave God because God blessed them with a job, because God give them, because God gave them a gift, because God came through for them, and they begin to worship their work. They begin to worship their jobs. They begin, in other words, you begin to worship the giver. I mean, you begin to worship the gift and not the giver. Somebody say, "Amen." So it is very, very important and critical that we correct our ways if in case there is something that God has given you that is now trying to become a God in your life. We need to do an introspection to see am I now worshiping my gift? That is why there are people each time when you you tell them that you did not do well, maybe you are correcting them because they did not do well in as far as their walk with God because you are telling them maybe for instance, to say, sit down, don't play a keyboard or don't play the drums. They leave the church because I don't know what is the problem because you, you, are, you are a child of God before the gift. When you talk to somebody and you say, don't sing uh, because we, we, we want you to be restored. Don't usher because we want you to be restored. And the person will just leave the church or the person will not take it well because the gift has become more important than the giver of the gift. It is very important that we go back to that place of magnifying the giver of the gift more than the gift itself. For instance, if you can tell me today to say this is the last sermon you ever preached, I must remain a child of God because I must not worship the gift. I must worship the giver. So the devil has sneaked into the church and has allowed us to love gifts so much, to love what God has given us so much in such a way that we have left God himself behind. We take what he gives us We run with what he has given us And we leave him behind As if sometimes we even say God now I'll take it from here Now I can handle what you have given me better than you That's why you will find people When God blesses them with businesses When God blesses them with jobs And then they will become so busy Their spiritual life don't matter anymore Because the gift has become more important than the giver. So it is very critical and very, very important that we always realize who is the ultimate source. Even though he may use me to work hard to generate whatever it is that I am generating, even though he will use me to make sure that I enhance this gift that he has given me, however, he remains the giver of the gift. And whatever that is due to the giver of the gift must be given to the giver of the gift. Somebody say, amen. Amen. And that is worship, that is praise given to the giver of the gift. In the book of 1 Timothy, chapter number six, verse number 17, the Bible says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So it is God who gives us all things to enjoy. But as much as we are given these things to enjoy them, let us not fall into the trap of enjoying them to the extent uh, which will allow us to be drifted away from God. Somebody say amen. So Whatever we receive from God, we have a responsibility. Somebody say responsibility. Whatever we receive from God, we have a responsibility to first preserve it. We have a responsibility to first preserve it. Any kind of inheritance that we receive from God. Any good and perfect gift that we receive from God, we have a responsibility. Now, in most cases, many of us run away from responsibility. Each time there is a part that I must play, I feel like, no, there's no need for me to to, to play any part. But God, each time he gives us any gift, any inheritance, any possession, He gives us, along with that gift, responsibility to, number one, preserve it. Number two, to pass it on to the next generation. Number one, what is the responsibility? To preserve it. Number two, to pass it down to the next generation. It is very critical to make sure that we pass it on to others especially the next generation. It is our responsibility. Even as this generation, we have a responsibility that everything that we have have received from God, we make sure that we preserve it as it is. It does not get contaminated. It does not get changed by us as a generation, but we pass it down onto others, especially the next generation. Proverbs chapter number 13 Verse number 22, the Bible says, a good man leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. So it is important that we understand that it is biblical for us to leave things that God has given us for our children and our children's children. So we have a responsibility to preserve those things not to be the kind of a person who allows the devourer to come in and eat up everything you have worked for, to eat up everything that God has given to you because you have a generation to hand it down to. Somebody say amen. So it is very, very important that you guard that which you have received from God. Now our heritage comes from God. Our inheritance comes from God. And I have about six things that I want to rush through and then we are going to close. I'm not going to dwell on them because of time. Number one, things that there are many others in the Bible which are an inheritance that comes from God. But we are just going to list a few this morning. Number one, it is land. Land. Land is our heritage from God. Exodus chapter number six, verse number eight. The Bible is clear. That land is our inheritance from God. And the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So I want you to, even if it means you die believing that there will be land that has been, that has your name on it. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah because it is your heritage, because it is your inheritance from God. You must die believing and teach your children to also believe, to not back down, but believe that there must be land and looted for me because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It doesn't matter whether there is it, it, people are saying it is us for people to get land and the economy is not allowing us to get land, to get houses and whatever the case may be. Then whoever has got a house on the land, if they don't want me to get that house, then they must remove the house because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Because earth, there is no one who came with land when they landed here on earth. Not even one. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So we will declare it. We will tell it to our children. We will believe it. And until we see it, and even if we die having not seen it, we would have taught the next generation not to settle for less because it is our inheritance. It belongs to us. It is from our Lord. That is the reason why he made the heavens and the earth. And he said we must occupy yes. it's our inheritance. Number two, it's the blessings of those who fear his name. Psalm chapter number 61, verse number 5. That's our inheritance. That's our heritage. Blessings of those who fear his name. So in other words, my assignment is to check myself. Do I fear his name? and bring myself to a place where I fear his name for real, then I can be able to claim this inheritance for myself, which is all the blessings of those who fear his name. Also the power of his works. The power of his works. Psalm chapter number 111, verse number 6. The power of his works is my heritage. The power of his works is my inheritance. It is there for me to possess. And I don't know about you, but in the Bible I have seen so many works of power that God has done. And I can go for that as a child of God because it is my inheritance. Also, great testimonies. Psalm chapter number 119, verse number 111. Great testimonies. My inheritance. Testimonies that will show that this can only be God. Great testimonies that will show that there is no way that my money could have been able to produce this. Testimonies that will show that they actually, as Hambelani, no wisdom yam, actually as Hambelani no funda wam, actually as Hambelani, no moholo wam, there is no way that I could afford this. It's a testimony that is so great that it is clear it comes from God. A testimony that says this could only be God. So I want you to be expectant on this Heritage Day to say there are things that only God can do and those things will produce Great testimonies, not just a testimony, but great testimonies. Testimonies that will cause people to say, we have weighed this one. We know she's not deserving of this. We have weighed him and we know we have done a research about him and we know he cannot afford this. How come he's able to achieve this? It's a great testimony. It's part of my heritage. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's part of my heritage. Great testimonies. So there is nothing wrong if you are expecting God to give you a great testimony. It is your heritage. Another heritage is children. That's what the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter number 127 verse number 3. I said in Pinoni, even those who are trusting God for marriage, this is what you can also use to say, you said, Lord, children are my heritage and I can't have what belongs to me, what I am supposed to possess as an inheritance, which are children without... out, So tap into my inheritance... And if you are married and you are trusting God for children, here is the scripture. There is nothing wrong with that. Going to God to say, Lord, this is my heritage. This is my inheritance. This is mine to possess as your child. Children are a, a heritage from you. Psalm chapter number 127, verse number 3. Also, Wealth and riches, wealth and riches. You are not being greedy if you are trusting God for wealth and riches. You are not being too ambitious if you are trusting God to get out of poverty, to get out of lack, to get out of not enough. You are going after your inheritance. You are going after your heritage Somebody say, Amen. Amen. That's according to Ecclesiastes chapter number 5, verse number 19. Now, not only does God give us our heritage, but he is our heritage. According to Psalm chapter number 16, verse number 5, the Bible says, The Lord is my heritage and the wine of my cup. You are the supporter of my right. The Lord is my heritage. The Lord himself is my heritage. So I have a portion called the Lord. No matter what may happen while I am here on earth, I need to understand that there is an inheritance that I possess, which is the Lord himself, the omniscient one, the all-powerful one, gyro of all times, when things don't go well, when I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a, position, in a position to do things that I wish I could do. There is the Lord who is my inheritance. There is the Lord who is my shepherd and I shall not want. That's what the Bible says and it says he is my heritage. So in other words, I can tap into his lordship and say, Lord, according to your lordship, and you are my portion. You are my heritage. You are what I have inherited as a child of God. And therefore you can be able to go to him and say you are the Lord who is above all. This situation, whatever the name is, you are above this situation. And you are my heritage. You are my portion. And therefore, Lord, I trust you that this situation will be sorted because I have you As my heritage. Somebody say amen. The Lord is our heritage. And the greatest heritage that God has given us is the gift of salvation. When we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, even as we have counted every other heritage and many others that are mentioned in the Bible, as we have counted wealth and riches, as we have counted uh, children, As we have counted uh, all of these things that I just counted, we need to realize that at the end of the day, the greatest heritage that God has given us is the gift of eternal life. And this gift of eternal life comes through salvation and salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, so it is important that we understand that we don't have to work for it, we don't have to go and fix ourselves for it, but it is a gift of God unto us. It is the gift of eternal life that when God comes, when Jesus comes back, He comes back. And the Bible says we will be caught up with him in the clouds and we will live with him for eternity. But then it is very much important that we understand the fact that we have a responsibility. As I said earlier on, then the responsibility is that we preserve this salvation that comes by grace through faith in the work of Jesus Christ. We need to preserve it. No matter what may happen, we need to preserve it. That is why you are still standing even though the devil has thrown everything at you because you realize that I have a responsibility even though I have received this gift for free. However it is the ultimate gift that I can ever receive. It is the ultimate gift that I can ever even be able to get. There is no work that I can produce that I can be able to do to produce this gift of eternal life and I realize that I have a responsibility to preserve it and then pass it on to others, especially the next generation. That is why I always said, even though sometimes we may change the method of bringing about this gospel of Jesus Christ so that many can receive this gift which is free, that comes by grace of eternal life, the methods may change. That is why sometimes we may preach it in jeans, in ripped jeans and in sneakers. However, we have a responsibility to preserve this eternal gift and pass it down as it is and pass it down not watered down but pass down as it is still intact that is why we are going to preach it like it is we are going to preach it in sneakers we are going to preach it in jeans but we are going to preach it as it is give me volume we are going to preach it We are going to preach it as it is. We are not going to water it down, but we are going to take it to the next generation as it is. Just like those who came before us, They brought it down to us, even though they were always wearing ties every Sunday. They wouldn't dare talk about this gospel without wearing a tie. They respected it so much, and I respect them for that, because that's how they preserved it for us, and it is now our responsibility to preserve it for the next generation. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It is our responsibility. Yes, let us be relaxed while preaching it, but let us not relax the gospel. Are we here this morning? As much as we are relaxed preaching it, let us not relax the gospel. I don't know about you. I don't want to be counted as a generation that lost it. I want to be counted as a generation that preserved it. I want to be counted as the generation that preserved it and passed it down to others. And the next generation preserved and intact exactly the way God wanted to be. Somebody say amen. It is very, very important because God is a generational God. The Bible says he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he wants everything that he has given to us to be preserved and to be given down to the next generation still intact. So over and above everything else that you are going to leave for your children, this morning I am here to let you know that the greatest inheritance that you can give to your children, is the gospel and the truth that there is eternity and it is free. It comes by grace through faith in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. That is the eternal life. That is free. That is available for anyone. It is available for you. It is available for those around you. It is available for your children. And therefore this morning, I want us, to be aggressive in saying search me oh God anything that is not of you anything that is watering down the gospel, anything that is messing up the heritage of the eternal life, the heritage of the gospel of salvation search my heart search my walk, search my life cause me to be pleasing to you so that the gospel may be preserved I take up my responsibility this morning as much as I have received this gospel as much as I have received this eternal life for free, I am the one who is saying, I'm going to take up this responsibility, I am going to preserve it, and I am going to hand it over to others. I'm going to hand it down to the next generation. My God, as much as I am going to leave my children with great testimonies, as much as I'm going to leave my children with land, as much as I am going to leave my children with the power of your works, as much as I'm going to leave my children with wealth and riches, but my Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let me leave them with this heritage, the ultimate heritage that is generational. May I not be the last one to be saved in my lineage. May I not be the last one to serve God in my lineage. May I not be the last one to walk worthy of my calling in my lineage. In the name of Jesus, somebody pray for grace. Pray for grace to take up the responsibility. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.